following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another round of football talk with myself, Kyle Ranney, and my co-host, Gary Holt. Gary, how's it going today? Good. We're at the end of the week. It's a beautiful Friday. Hopefully, I don't know what the weather is. I'm not, I'm not I mean, the way that the weather's been, uh, the weathermen are telling us it's probably raining, so F that. So, it's raining. That sucks. But we're talking football, so it's a great day. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to piggyback off of Wednesday's episode here. We will be talking about the NFC draft coverage, um, discussing some players and how they uh, might be beneficial here. Uh, I am going to go ahead and start this off here, though. Let's let's get underway here, Gary. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals only really have one pick on the radar of any fantasy player this year. Uh, the mighty might himself, a five foot seven slot production, Rondell Moore. Yeah, um, I think. You and I highly regarded him in our draft coverage, so uh, a, a guy you can probably want to go after, at least for Dynasty Leagues and maybe a redraft league. So it'll be interesting to cover on him. As long as he can stay healthy, he doesn't have much competition in front of him on the roster for the slot job. No, he'll um, be getting the lion's would, share of slots. He would be taking over from Andy Isabella, who has not done anything to secure that job for himself. Um, I would give him a 7 in a in a redraft and give him an eight five in a dynasty league. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a guy you want to keep on your radar. Um, but that's really it out of uh, Arizona. So continuing on in the same division here, the L.A. Rams didn't get on the board until pick twenty five of the second round. Uh, they add to their wide receiver room here, which makes a lot more sense now after they've uh, lost a couple pieces here. Two two Atwell out of Louisville. Uh, as a slot receiver. Granted, Robert Woods does take a lot of slot reps, but so did Josh Reynolds last year. Reynolds is gone. So yeah, I can see Atwell getting starting reps as well. It's a possibility that um, maybe now with a true slot receiver that they let him kind of come into his own as their slot guy. Uh, I will give Tutu Atwell a 5.5 this year in redrafts. I would call him a seven and a half in dynasty leagues. Yeah, that's fair. Um, especially since I believe they're going to see an improvement in quarterback play um, with Matt Stafford. Yeah. So and Stafford likes to use all of his weapons. So I think we get good value at least for now. We don't know how long Matt Stafford's going to be there, but definitely for future and um, current, it's not a bad option. Uh, pick thirty six in the fourth round. The Rams take six foot five, two hundred eleven wide receiver tight end combo. Jacob Harris, uh, a special teamer, he can play both spots. He can take the top off. I'm gonna give him a two this year, but I would open up to about a six or seven in a dynasty format. 
I yeah. think he's got all the parts where if you can get him cheap enough or late enough, mm-hmm. he's got the high side. Yeah, what round was he drafted? A fourth rounder. So they highly regard him. Yeah, um, and I don't <coughs> I don't believe they have too much tight end depth, so definitely a guy to keep your eye on for Dynasty Leagues. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's the depth's kind of depleted there. Uh, this is an interesting one here. The team itself, outside of Cam Akers, doesn't have much of running back. The Rams, in the seventh round, took a player Gary and I are both fans of, and Jake Funk out of Maryland. Yeah, um, didn't have too much production this year. I believe he got hurt. But the highlight tape and the uh, just tape in general uh, was eye-popping. And the games that he actually played, there was a lot of, a lot of um, stuff that jumps out to you. I'm going to give Jake Funk a five in a Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a two this year in a redraft league. I don't know if he, he breaks out right away, but I like the potential there with him. That a lot of uh, excuse me, a lot of people aren't gonna know who Jake who he Funk is. is. Uh, third receiver of the draft for the Rams, they go with the Notre Dame prospect Ben Skrowan or Skrowanek, six foot three, two twenty, um, long frame and arms, smooth route runner, but has below average speed. Um, I'm going to ultimately say I don't see Skoranek being much more than Maybe. a fringe receiver on a roster. Right, it could just be a special teamer. I'm going to give him a one this year for fantasy production and about a three in a dynasty league. Um, the next team in the division, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, came right out of the gates, drafted Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. I don't know, that's it. They had three picks, Stone Forsythe, Trey Brown, Dwayne Eskridge. Um, I'm going to give Eskridge a 6 for this year and an 8 for Dynasty Leagues. We yeah. know Seattle likes to throw the ball. Yeah, and it's, it's just weird just because Tyler Lockett's the guy they use in the slot a lot, and he's one of their top targets. So are they going to say <clears throat> Lockett's our number 2 for sure, Eskridge your slot, or are they going to go opposite and use Lockett out of the slot a ton and say, Eskridge, hey, we're giving you number 2 reps? You're going to see the outside reps. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I like it. I think he's got high upside, but it's interesting to see how they're going to use him in the future. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers here. This is going to get ugly, Gary. Um, round one, pick three. No, it's not Mac Jones. It's Trey Lance. I'm going to give him a two for this year. I cannot see him getting the start. It could be one of those things where they're going to... I almost want to say... They're going to force him to start because um, they regard him so high. Like, you don't try to draft, you don't trade up for the third pick to have your quarterback sit for three seasons. That's just me. Um, I think they're going to, it's almost going to be like how Fitzpatrick and Tua played last year. Um, Fitzpatrick didn't really play that bad. And they're like, hey, we're pulling you for the rookie. So I think it's going to be similar to that situation, and Garoppolo is going to be traded. What are you giving him? For a redraft, like a one. For Dynasty, like a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a five in, in dynasty and in a in a two in redraft. So we're in the same in the same boat there. Um, round three, pick twenty five. Trey Sermon, running back, goes to the 49ers. Um, I I'll give him a six. I'm not a big Trey Sermon fan. You know that. I'll give him a six in redraft 
and a seven in dynasty, just because San Fran loves to utilize three, four, or three or four running backs throughout games, constantly. Right. Um, I had him in my top ten backs only because there's a lot of upside if he's the same running back we see from the college playoffs. So, um, if he's that type of back, uh, he could be a dominant running back. Uh, depends on his kind of shares he's gonna get. I'll go with a six for redraft and like a. 7-5 for Dynasty. Um, Agreed. It's, it's, it's going to come down to what he actually does. If he does well this year, I can see him getting the lion's share of carries um, and maybe being a RB1 down the road, but we'll see what happens. Um, And then the last one out of San Fran, Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I think did, I might have had him... On one of my lists. Um, doesn't play quite as fast as his outstanding time speed, but is a threat to go the difference when he gets in the seam. Um, I'm good, Again, with how much they like to use. I think he played special teams as well. Yes, but so. with how much they like to use their, their running backs, I'm going to give him a two in redraft and a four in dynasty. I he, could see him getting... He might be a return specialist. Yes, but I could see him getting the carries and still a chance there. Um... On to the next division here, the Atlanta Falcons. Pick uh, round one, pick four. Kyle Pitts, a ten. For what? For both. I'm gonna give him a seven for redraft this year. It's gonna be if for him to outperform a seven means he's really going to prove that he is the next deal. Um, I'm not saying he's not, but tight in such a tough position to get accustomed to at the next level. I'm still going to give him a ten in a dynasty league sense. But I could see him being on par with. I think he's going to end up as a top five tight end in fantasy in the first year. Yes. Fair. Okay. Gonna, I hope he does. I'm going to make. I'm going to go with a. What do you call it? One of those hot takes. I I hope he does because I am. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Pitts, but it's just such a tough thing to see actually done as a rookie. Um, and then in round six, the Falcons also add wide receiver Frank Darby. Didn't run well at his pro day. Uh, average 19.7 yards per carry. I'm going to give him a two for this year and a four for his Dynasty League score. Yeah, um, I don't know if he did any special teams work either. So I, it's not really somebody I'm going to concern myself with. Hands are a little bit inconsistent. Uh, nothing listed about special team work. Carolina's the next one on the board here. Um, round two. They build the Twin Towers on the outside at 6-3 apiece. Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, is going to start opposite of Robbie Anderson. I... We didn't really like Terrace Marshall that much. I'll give him a five this year. I'll give him a seven and a half total. Yeah, he, his value is high just because he's going to see a good offense. Yes, a good offense, and he's going to see reps. Um, but that's an interesting fit. Tommy Tremble is the next one on the board here, which is a weird. He, I'm surprised he got drafted so high, considering he's not a receiving tight end. Um, he's kind of an H back. Mainly a blocker. I don't think he caught more than three touchdowns. I could be wrong. Um, I'll go with a two for a redraft and like a five for um, Dynasty Leagues because if he's used at any point in time in 
the passing game, it's going to be off of play action fakes on the goal line. Absolutely. Um, I would agree with that. The intriguing factor, I don't really see that he's anything that's going to be phenomenal. Um, I think they want to build him similar to, again, I like to, I keep saying Charles Clay. Yeah. But I don't know if I, if I want to trust that out of Carolina. It's been a while since Carolina's had a good tight end, namely... Greg Olson, uh, I'm gonna give him a two and a redraft, and a f- I'll give him a six with high side production and a dynasty. Um, Chuba Hubbard, I just hate where he was drafted. I'm gonna give him a three in a redraft. I'm gonna give him a seven still in a dynasty because he's not stuck to Carolina just because he's drafted there. Right. Ultimately, he could get through a four-year career there and prove he's got something special and go on and sign just like Mike Davis did. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, he'll be at the latter part of his career, but if he's making it through that part and we knew that he had the talent and obviously you're not going to beat Christian McCaffrey out for a job, someone's going to roll the dice on him. Um, he's going to see RB2 reps. Uh, it just stinks because I thought he was – I value him as an RB1 in uh, on other teams. Um I'm going to give him, like, a – I'm going to go with a six in redraft because if McCaffrey has continuous injuring, injuries, um, he's going to be the RB1 there. But in a dynasty, I'll go with a seven. Um, I think down the road he could be an RB1 depending on what they – if McCaffrey um, is the same player down the road or whatnot. Um, I think there's good value in, in him. It just depends on – the situation. I'd agree with that. Uh, they stayed within state. They went with another wide receiver with Shy Smith out of Carolina. Uh, he got cocky. It's a good joke. Get it? Um, it's Gamecock. Oh, I was going to say, did he say something? No. Uh, I can't see him being much of a super threat there. He's got a lot of good receivers in front of him on that depth chart. Um, I guess it makes sense to bring Terrace Marshall with them having lost... Um, Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. but I don't know if Shy Smith's going to see the light of day, so I'll give him like a one and a three. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, next on our list, the New Orleans Saints. Um, two players to discuss here. Ian Book, fourth round pick. Gary, you can start us on this one. Oh. Yeah, um, so I called this out on the air, <laughs> live on our drafting. I'm like, this book's, this pick's going to be Ian Book, and it was. Um, I can see it going down differently in New Orleans than people think. Um, I'm going to give him, in a redraft, like a two. But a dynasty league, I'm going to give him a six. The reason I do that is because I think they're going to ultimately not roll with Taysom Hill the whole year Jameis is going to get his shot we'll see what happens there but I think at some point during this year or next year Ian Book gets a shot and wins the starting job um it'll be interesting to see I'm going to give him a one this year I don't think he's going to be the starter I'll give him a five overall career um I think he's a placeholder at best I don't think he's gonna be the next great quarterback in this league uh wide receiver we got Kawan Baker out of South Alabama I believe that's actually the school that Tariq Hill came out of, possibly. Good size, long arms, big hands, very good speed. 
Vertical threat and flashes after the catch. Shows some ability to make a contested catch. Um, I'm going to give him a two this year. New Orleans is very depleted at receiver and could mm-hmm. use some help at any point in time, so maybe he can come on to win a job. Uh, I'll give him a five in a dynasty. Yeah, um, it also depends on who's playing quarterback. Taysom, also also true. Taysom Hill's not really a gunslinger. He's more of like a, hey, I'm going to tuck it and run, and you're just going to block for me block for me kind of guy. Um, Jameis is a better passer, but we don't know if he's any different. From than his, he was. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the last team in the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, round two, pick 32, Kyle Trask. This year he gets a zero. Yes. I don't think there's a shot in hell unless you need him in week 17 and Tampa Bay has the playoffs locked up already and Brady sits. Mm-hmm. However, for dynasty purposes, I'm going to give him an eight. I We liked his tape a whole bunch. Yeah, and he landed in a perfect spot. To learn behind Tom Terrific. Um, Who I think I, still is going to play for about four years. Yeah, and I don't know if they're all going to be at in Tampa. Yeah. But... I like what Trask brings to the table. I think Tampa, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily see him leaving Tampa right now. I think he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, but I'm just saying I don't know how much longer he's going to physically be there. At some point, Giselle's been asking to retire already for the last three years. At some point, he is going to retire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Round four, pick 24. Gary, you and I have been infatuated with him. Jalen Darden. Yeah. This year, I'm going to give him a four. I don't know if the production's going to be there. We saw last year with... Um, uh, they just have too much talent there right now. Yeah, and I mean, last year, it was Tyler Johnson who was there, who was also the 18th receiver off the board, which is what Jalen Darden was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyler Johnson was a guy who a lot of people felt comfortable with out of Minnesota. He didn't get a whole bunch of chance to play. There's a lot of talent there. I think it's a way for Darden to... Sit and learn, and I'm going to give him, like I said, I'm going to give him a four and a redraft. See, I'm going to give him an eight in a dynasty. I don't think he had too much special teams play, but I can see Arians trying to get him on the field at some, yes, some kind just, of way. Just to, make, just to make him viable. Because the kid is too talented not to play. Uh, moving on, the NFC North. Justin Fields, round one, pick one. Now the potential starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. I'm going to give him a six this year. Mm-hmm. I will give him an eight and a half in dynasty leagues. Yeah, I think for the at least for the foreseeable foreseeable future, he's going to be that starting quarterback. Um, and I think he's going to have a decent career off the bat. I think I'm a little bummed that they didn't really go get a better receiver option for him. Um. And they're just saying, screw it, we'll roll with what we've got with Allen Robinson. Um, especially because Robinson could be gone next year. Correct. Uh, pick 33 in the sixth round, they add Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech. You and I were a fan of him. Low center of gravity, smaller target with small hands, but his receiving production was, was meh. But when they get thrown to him, he catches the ball. He was able to find space. They like that small back, mm-hmm. and if Tariq Cohen can't come back, Khalil Herbert might be the next guy. Right. I'm going to give him a three this year and a six in Dynasty Leagues. I like that. I think that's fair. Um, and then pick 37 of that round, 
North Carolina wide receiver Daz Newsome. Gary, I think you and I actually almost liked him more than we liked Diami Brown out of North Carolina. Yeah, um, all of Diami, 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 Diami Brown's film was the quarterback just trying to huck it to him on a deep ball. He just ran streaks. Yeah, uh, and I mean it might work well in Washington because they don't have that player, right? And they can dedicate him as that player, right? Um, but I like Daz Newsom potentially being able to come in and steal a job. Also makes me feel comfortable for someone like Darnell Mooney, who now should be able to keep that job in Chicago. But I'd give Daz Newsom a three this year and a six and a half in a dynasty. I yeah, think he's got potential. I don't think there's much value right now in the redraft, but dynasty, um, like six and a half, seven. Uh, the Detroit Lions, outside of drafting 90% ankle biters. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Round four, pick seven, Amonra St. Brown, wide receiver out of U- or USC. I wasn't the biggest Amonra St. Brown fan going into this weekend, but he has some talent. He's, you know, he kind of very much so remind, reminds me of Robert Woods. Nothing he does jumps off the paper or the tape as being phenomenal, but he does all the little stuff right. Um, Detroit is in desperate need of wide receivers. Right, and he's going to see some good time because they don't have much. They have Brashad Perryman right, and Tyrell Williams, and they don't have a slot receiver. Amon or St. Brown is going to get slot reps immediately out of the gates mm-hmm. and going to get a lot of targets. Um, so I think Amon or St. Brown actually might have one of the highest upsides. Did Was he one of those guys that saw targets in the backfield? Somewhat. I think he did. Because I think you really liked his tape out of USC for that reason as mm-hmm. well. They utilized him a lot of ways at USC. I'm going to give Amonra St. Brown a seven and a half for this year, mm. and an eight and a half for Dynasty League. That's fair. I, you and I were talking earlier that um, he he fell into the right situation, making him even more valuable. Right, and like because where I'm sitting at in my Dynasty League for my picks, he's somebody that might fall into my lap in like the second or third. Hmm. The thirtieth uh, pick in the seventh round here. Gary, you're upset by this. Jermar Jefferson to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they did that, because he's going to just sit and rot. They already have a starting running back um, who basically eats all the reps. It doesn't make sense to me, but hey. Well, to be fair, they do have number two reps open still. Yeah. Because they did get rid of Adrian Peterson. I know, but I just... If he can work his way up the depth chart, I I feel comfortable that he should be able to beat Carry on Johnson for reps. To be, but to be honest, you don't draft a first round running back to share carries. Well, you you kind of have to in this in this NFL though. It's a guy who who dealt with injuries last year. I'm sure they're not going to come up and just let him have to take the entire load. They might end. I mean, I I'm know. still going to give him a two this year and a right. four in his career. But I think that he's got the higher potential due to his talent. He should have got drafted and then just said no. I'm retired. <laughs> Um, the Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver Amari Rodgers out of Clemson. You guys, anybody who listened knew I wasn't a huge Amari Rodgers fan. But he's a very good slot receiver. And the fact that as long as Aaron Rodgers isn't traded, that's his quarterback. Right. Amari Rodgers should be going up heftily in stock. Amari Rodgers should be a guy who's averaged about a seven and a half, eight, I think, this year. Um... And could be an eight and a half, nine in dynasty leagues just because of the situation again. Right. Um, I actually liked 
Amari Rodgers for the fact that he's going to be just consistent. Like, he's not going to dominate. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. He'll be a slot receiver, but he's going to be a consistent slot receiver. But is he going to be more like the Colby's of the night, or are you going to see him as six to eight catches a week for 80 to 100 yards? And it might be a touchdown here and there. He's going to be the chain mover, basically, is what you're saying? Right, yes. He's going to be a PPR machine. Um, he's going to do exactly what he did at Clemson. They're going to use him, utilize him, bubble screen him, get those yards. Um, and less. So here's my scenario. I'm going to go with a seven if it's Aaron Rodgers in redraft and an eight in dynasty. If it's Jordan Love, I'm going a four in redraft and a five and a half for dynasty. So we don't know what we have in Jordan Love and Jordan Love's uh, college tape was incredibly raw and kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. Um, It's definitely going to be an interesting way to see. For sure. Um, and then in the seventh round, a guy that we weren't really sure what to make out of his tape, but why, uh, running back Kylan Hill goes there. Um, like a two? I'll give him a three. Because they, they still they, have A.J. Dillon. They do, and that's but they still like to use a multiple option of running backs. A.J. Dillon saw the field last year still with Jamal Williams there. And they've got two different skill sets. I'll give them a three, and I'll give them a four in upside. That's fair. But I wouldn't go higher than that. Um, who else is in that? Minnesota. Where is Minnesota? There they are. Should be the last team on that division, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, third round, second pick. Vikings took Kellen Mond. Did you hear the story on this today? No. They had no intentions of using a third-round pick on a quarterback. They had no intentions of trading out of pick 14. Chicago Bears leapfrogged them for Justin Fields and shot them in the foot. They had every intention of going Justin Fields at 14. Yeah, I did not hear that. That was one of the newer things I heard today. So, Kellen Mond goes there. Um, pick two, third round. Uh, this year, I'd have to honestly say you're probably a two. Yeah. Future, I'm going to say five. I'm not super high on Kellen Mond. I just don't know if I believe that he's going to be the end-all, be-all there. No. Um, now that being said, that means they're unhappy with Kirk Cousins, and it puts a little pressure on them. Redraft, like a two. Dynasty, maybe a five-and-a-half, six. Um, if he beats out Kirk Cousins eventually for the job there, because he'll either trade Kirk or release him, cut him. I don't know. They got a lot of cap situation with that, whatever that's going to be. But I'm not huge on Mond. Uh, he was very robotic and ugly mechanic-wise, so we'll see. Um, I don't think he's better than Kirk Cousins, but I also don't like Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, pick number four, Gary. This is one of the bigger head-scratchers of the weekend. Um, 14th overall pick in the fourth round, Kenny Niangu, uh out of Iowa State. Explosive kick returner, not a whole bunch of tape on the field. Six foot one, so he's a bit oversized for running back. I, I don't know what to make out of him. I'm going to say it's a one for production this year, but I'll mm-hmm. give him a five for upside. Okay. Yeah, that that's a, it's not bad. Um, obviously more value in a dynasty league. He's probably not going to be someone I'm super high on, but maybe late in the draft if you need to fill your roster, go for it. Yeah. Um, 
Fifth round pick 13, Amir Smith Marset. Six foot one, 181 from Iowa. High end top end speed that takes the top off the coverage. Lean and needs to improve his strength in order to be more consistent. Uh, but he does come down with 50 50 balls at his size. I'm going to give him a three this year. I'm sure he'll see some playing time. I'll give him a six overall for Dynasty. I like that. It's a situation where they're going to need another receiver sooner than later. Adam Thielen's the wrong side of 30 as a receiver. Right, and we saw what happened with, like, Edelman. Um, teams are just kind of, like, once... And you touched on it, I don't know if it was this episode or if it was the, the Wednesday episode, about hamstrings being something that lingers. Right. Um, and that's been one of the most common injuries Thielen's had in his career, mm-hmm. which could play down the line. And I don't know what his cap situation is, so they might end up kind of... Moving on from him soon? <sighs> Absolutely. Um, round 5, pick 24. Six foot seven, 245 pounds, tight end out of Central Missouri, Zach Davidson. This is an intriguing one, Gary. This is a kid who had 14 or 19 touchdowns last year. Mm. Um, he was playing D2, so that's something that you got to take into effect. Right. But if he can take that, what he learned, and he's also a punter, and put that forward as a tight end in the pro league, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say he's a, a one for redrafts this year. But he's a high, he's a high set of six. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's worth holding on to him and seeing what you can get out of it. But I mean, if he ends up punting, you aren't gonna get too much value from a punter. No, but if he has, if he makes his roster spot the first couple of years by being the punter. And then can can build from there. There's more towards it. Um, and then the last one, the NFC East, Dallas Cowboys. There's only one player to discuss with Dallas, but it's somebody I'm actually intrigued by here. Simi Fahoko, six foot four. They don't really have big targets there. Um, good speed for his size. Tracks the ball well when it's in the air. The big factor here, Gary, is a fifth rounder. When I looked at their depth chart earlier, he is number four on the depth chart already. Hmm. And if he plays better than Michael Gallup, could be the number three guy, depending on his rookie camp. Yeah, and I don't know. Um, this I guess it all depends. I don't know how much say Jerry Jones has. Oh, he's he gets to have whatever say he wants, I think. But that's it. Um... I'm going to give him a three and a half for this year's potential for a redraft, but I, I'll give him a six and a half for upside for, for his career. Yeah, um, especially since like uh, they like to use different receivers there. They always, used to, they, they always kind of are trying to use as much talent there as possible. Yeah, and the problem is they've never had it. Right. Usually it's Terrence Williams and... Dwayne Harris or somebody like that who weren't supposed to be good wide receivers, and then you build it in. That, that's part of why when we talked about Houston in the last episode, when I was high on Nico Collins, yeah. do you know who's listed as Houston's wide receiver two right now? No. Andre Roberts. Oh, yeah. He is not. Andre Roberts. Maybe they do plan on using him as a receiver, but. They, but still, I'm not. But I'm not signing Andre Roberts up as my wide receiver two. Right. I don't see. If, if Nico Collins can't win wide receiver two job. There's a problem. Um, I mean, we can, we'll also have to see, too, because if Zeke has another year like he did last year, 
they might just go heavy passing, and he might yeah. still see a lot of time. If that's the case, too, then you got to say, like, hey, Zeke, you're making all this money. What are you doing? Uh, we got to figure this out here. Um, the New York Giants have Kadarius Tony, uh, their only re- real big option here. I'm going to put Kadarius Tony this year at a five and a half. It's going to take a little while to get a hold of that offense. They have other pieces ahead of him. Yeah. But I'm going to go high-sided at an 8-5 for Dynasty. Yeah, especially since um, Danny Dimes, I, this is going to be his make or break, I think. If he doesn't put it together, then they need to move on. I think he's got a lot of talent, but um, I don't know. It, it just going to depends on the quarterback play for Tony. If he puts it together this year... He might see, like, wide receiver two reps. But I think for the future, he's going to be, like, a seven or an eight for Dynasty. Agreed. Uh, the only other part they have there is Gary Brightwell running back out of Arizona. Uh, we didn't have a lot of homework on this kid. 5'11". Let's be real, man. Saquon's there. Right. And I, unless Saquon gets hurt again, he's not seeing the field. Yeah. Uh, he's a one for me and like a three on the dynasty upside. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles here, Devonta Smith, pick 10 in the first round. I'm going to give him a six this year and an eight in dynasty. Mm-hmm. And that's hopeful that he doesn't get injured. Obviously, we never want to see that. Right. But that's the main concern of why he fell where he did. What do you think, Gary? I'm gonna go with like a four redraft and like a six hat six five. There's talent there, but like you said, if there's injury concerns, then we don't know how good he'll be in the future. Um, pick six of the fifth round, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis. Here, this is a spot I kind of like. They like to run multiple fronts on running back there. I'm gonna give him for this year a three, but I'm gonna give him an upside of of a six. Yeah, um, and Gainwell is one of those home run hitters, so if they plan on using change of pace with him and he's just like that speed back here, basically hand the ball off and go, then I like his value. I'm going to go with like a five for redraft, maybe a possible flex option, and then like a seven for dynasty. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I think we've only got one more team left here, and it's the Washington football team. Not a whole bunch really... To discuss, Diami Brown, the biggest deal here, the the straight line speed runner at six foot one. Um, it's another compliment to add with Terry McClure and Curtis Samuels and Adam Humphrey there already. He's got four four speed. I'm gonna give him this year at about a five, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna give him upside of eight in Washington. Yeah, um, if Fitzpatrick's the starter this year, Fitzpatrick likes to take those shots, so he might be Fitzpatrick's like kind of secret weapons. He he likes to take those shots to those quick, fast guys down the field. I mean, look at him and Deshaun Jackson in Tampa. Um, but I think it's a. I think he's got more value than people think. I'm going to go with a five and a half for a redraft, uh, pending the QB situation, and then like a seven and a half for Dynasty. I dig it. Uh, pick 19 of the fourth round, John Bates, tight end out of Boise State. Uh, nothing special. No. Blocking tight end. That's all you need to know. Uh, I'm going to give it a one mm. for production this year and like a three for, for career. Right. Nobody I'm concerned with. Might have a career in the league as a good blocker, but yeah. I just, 
I think I'm more excited about the undrafted out of Jared Patterson for them, really. Yeah, they kind of got a steal. It's weird that he didn't get drafted. Um, I think he's going to make the roster. I think he's going to see shares there. Uh, I'm going to go with like a three for redraft and then like a seven five for dynasty. And I like that just because ultimately they they tried to get a normal running back in there last year, more or less being Bryce Love, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. So if this kid hits the ground running, literally, I could see him being worth it. And then the last player we'll talk about today, Dax Milne out of BYU. He had 11 touchdowns. He had over 1,100 yards, and he ends up being a seventh-round pick. Um, a good enough route runner. And it's not exactly like the team is loaded with receiving options. Right. I could see him making a roster, and it's someone who might be worth floating some potential there. Um I'll give him a two this year and a five for upside. Yeah, I like I like that evaluation. But I think we can hold that at where it is then now, Gary. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think we covered all the serious concerns we have for all these guys. Perfect. Um, perfect. We will set this up then, guys. So we will talk to you guys next week. We'll cover almost a little bit more on... Guys like Jarrett Patterson next week when we yeah. we go and talk about the UDFAs. But thank you for talking with us this week, guys. I've got some drafts up ahead this weekend. And uh, until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>